uh, come and share with us, um, do a little something different. I've asked uh, our brother Craig to come and share with us this morning. Uh, many of you, of course, know Craig. If you've been around this church for any period of time, you've, you've had a chance to know him, I trust. Craig serves as our church treasurer, our financial secretary for uh, many years. He's taught Sunday school, been on a mission trip, served as a deacon. Is that, is that right? Yeah. And, and uh, for the past seven years, I think it is, uh, Craig has uh, blessed us as serving as an elder, a lay elder with us. And uh, it's been a rich blessing in my life, and I trust many of your lives. And, uh, of course, uh, many of us know Craig because we're praying for Craig. Uh, it was about three years ago. Is that right, Craig? Three years ago this month. That, that Craig was Three diagnosed. years ago this month. Okay, yeah. Craig was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Yeah. Metastatic melanoma. Yeah. yeah. So, Craig, why don't you just to begin, uh, give us an update um, uh, just uh, on, on your cancer, your cancer treatment, how we can be praying for you. Okay. Yeah, before I get started, I, I just want to thank you all for your prayers for me. I cannot tell you what a great blessing that is to me and to Kathy and to Chelsea and Celeste. Uh, I think your prayers lift me up more than my own. So I just want to tell you what a great act of love that is and how much it personally means to me and my family. So thank you for that. <clears throat> As Stephen mentioned, uh, three years ago this month, I was di diagnosed with metastatic melanoma. Uh, it was a great surprise to, uh, to me, of course. I, I was pretty vigilant about going and being checked for skin cancer, never had any sign of anything on my skin. And I found out later in about 10% of uh, metastatic melanoma cancer cases, it never presents itself on the skin. So uh, that was, um, you know, I fall into that 10%, unfortunately. But uh, um, we originally started treating my cancer with immunotherapy drugs, which in have been very successful in treating a great many patients. It, it was not in my case. The drugs actually did me more harm than good. And um, so we started on a path of uh, participating in clinical research trials. Uh, I've, I've participated in three to date. Um, unfortunately, as I've gone through these trials, we, after a period of time, it's become evident that the drugs aren't working. And so to date, there hasn't been anything medically that they have found to be able to blunt this cancer or slow it down, it continues to advance and progress, uh, but through God's grace, you know, he continues to sustain me, um, I'm very thankful for that, I just uh, finished five rounds of radiation on my neck, that's one of the reasons I'm wearing this gaiter around my neck, uh, it, it, uh, I've got a couple of tumors that were pressing on sensitive um, tissues, and they wanted to reduce those, and unfortunately, the skin around my neck is very angry, it was included in that process, so I'll spare you looking at that. I hate to look at it, but uh, but all in all, like I said, God's been very gracious, and uh, he's taking great care of me and sustaining me, and I think that catches us up to where we're at right now. Thank you, brother. The, the, the reason in particular why I've asked Craig to come and, and share with us today is uh, in light of the passage that we're going to consider in a moment uh, as I preach through the book of Colossians, we're going to come on to verse 15 of chapter 3. And in there, Paul exhorts us, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And as you know, I, when, I, when I preach, I try to bring in some illustrations into the sermon to help us understand what this kind of looks like when we live it out. And, and I, I really thought, what, what better illustration can we have of the peace of Christ ruling, especially in the midst of great trial, uh, is our brother Craig. And so, yeah, indeed. And... Uh, 
Some of, you, some of you are suffering right now, aren't you? And so this might be in particular encouraging for you. Some of you are going to suffer. In fact, all of you are going to suffer. And so this might help prepare you for that. And, and I know uh, uh, Craig will, will be, just knowing Craig, he'll be somewhat restrained on how difficult that ha this has been on his life. Craig's plans for his life, for his retirement, have been uh, interrupted, to say the least. His, his career is, is going to be coming to an end shorter than he would have liked. And the, the physical pain and suffering in which he has been living with in the past couple of years um, is, is incredibly intense and, and unlike anything I've ever experienced, and I trust many of you. And yet in the midst of it, and those of us who know Craig have, have been uh, powerfully impacted by how his faith is working and how Christ continues to restore peace in the midst of this trial. So, Craig, can you speak to us as to how you're relating to the peace of Christ in the midst of cancer? Sure, I'd be happy to. <clears throat> when Stephen first approached me about this, you know, I, I have had great peace about this. I, I did not have that originally. I, I was, as you can imagine, devastated by the news, and I really just knocked the wind out of my sails, to, to say the least. But over time, as I, as I went to his word and was surrounded by dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, I have found a peace through this. And, you know, the, as I considered it, there are about five areas where I really saw the peace of Christ ruling in my life. And first and foremost is that I know that I'm a child of God and he loves me very much. And uh, so he's never going to leave me or forsake me. And uh, so that alone gives me great peace. Uh, and so, uh, you know, just knowing that uh, I have a heavenly father who is watching over me every minute and he's taking great care of me, and he's shepherding me through this, and um, going through it with me has given me great peace. I've also had great peace in knowing that this is what his plan was for my life. Um, I read in Psalm 139.16, and it really had an impact on me. It said, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And so, I, you know, as I thought about that, you know, it, it became apparent that and I knew this, it, it, it just reaffirmed it to me that before God laid the foundations of this earth, he had set the parameters of my life. You know, he knew when I would be born, and uh, he knew when uh, he was going to take me home. He knows that. But he also knew that uh, during that time frame that I was going to have cancer, and that, um, that he was going to go through that with me. He had a purpose for that. And so um, Stephen was praying one night during an elders meeting that I would shepherd this cancer well. And man, I tell you what, that I needed to hear that. That struck a chord with me. And I said, that's exactly what I need to do. I need to steward this cancer well. And uh, so uh, to the best of my ability and through God's strength, I've been trying to do that. And uh, my brothers that sit alongside me on this as elders have been so gracious and uh, praying for me and helping me and as of right now, I'm not really able to carry out all the duties that are they're asked of us as elders, but uh, these guys are lifting me up and uh, dragging me along with them, and uh, I'm blessed by that. Um, I was also blessed to, you know, as I, I was reading in Philippians 4.13, and you guys know this verse, it says, uh, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And uh, I cannot tell you how many times I have recited that verse to myself particularly during the times when I've been going through uh, treatment, um, particularly radiation treatments. Man, I cannot tell you how much I hate those things. And uh, 
I'll lay there on that table, and uh, they'll fi uh, fix a mask to my face to keep me from moving. And uh, I'm not um, I'm not one who who's claustrophobic, and or given to anxiety. But boy, I tell you what, that gives me anxiety. And uh, so um, you know, I'll lay there and I'll pray to him, and I'll I'll say to myself, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, and uh, he carries me through that and gives me peace and. Uh, Another area that I, as I mentioned earlier, that, that this was God's purpose for my life. It hasn't changed, and for all of us, the primary purpose for our lives is to glorify Him. This cancer has not changed that purpose in my life. He's called for me to continue to do that. And Job 42.2 says, I know that you can do all things, that no purpose of yours will be thwarted. It's true in my life. It's true in your life. So regardless of what we go through, God has a purpose for us. And, you know, depending on what we're going through, it, it may slow us down. It may cause us to take a different route. But we still have the same destination, and that's to glorify him and uh, to accomplish the things he's asked us to do in his name. So that gives me a, a great deal of peace to know that he's still, you know, calling me to, to, to his side to, to glorify him through this. And last but not least, and this is true for all of us as well, I know where I'm going uh, when I go to be with him. And so the, for those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we know where we're going one day. And, and uh, Hebrews 13, 14 says, This earth is not our home. That um, we look forward expectantly to our everlasting home in heaven. And... Uh, you know, I, I'm not looking to go there anytime soon. I'd like to, to stay here, but I do know where I'll go when I, when I go to be with him. And uh, I know that uh, in order to do that, um, I'll have to die. Uh, and that's true for all of us as well. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, death is undefeated. Uh, it, you know, none of us are going to get out of this alive unless he comes to get us first. And uh, so, um, you know, I, as I stated, you know, I pray all the time that God would be more, most glorified uh, to heal me, and if not heal me, just to, to sustain me and uh, to halt this cancer in me. But regardless, uh, if he doesn't heal me here, he'll heal me in heaven. And, um, and I, that gives me great peace as well. And uh, so I'm trying to keep it short, brother. I know you got a sermon to give, but... Well, uh, I think you just gave one. <laughs> that was a, a five-point sermon right there with no notes. I mean... <laughs> um, Craig, I, I, I mean... Uh, I'm, I'm listening to every, I, I didn't know what you're going to say, uh, all this is new to me just as it's new to everyone, but it seems like the one theme uh, that's common in, in everything you just said is that you are taking your eyes off the, the cancer and putting it on Christ, putting on who God is, what he's done, what he will do, how he's going to work, what he's promised. Um, and it seems like that's where you're finding God's peace. Yeah, over time I decided I was not going to let this cancer steal anything from me and primarily my focus in life. And so while it takes a great deal of my time and my effort, and it, and it is something that is certainly prevalent in my life, and as Stephen mentioned, it has changed some plans for me. And uh, I originally you know, planned to work longer than I'm, than I'm going to be able to work. Actually, I'm retiring this coming Friday, and I'm thankful I'm in a position to do that. But, uh, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my, my work, and uh, so I, I, I was uh, disappointed I, I was going to have to do that. But my body made it clear that yeah, you can't do both. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm going to retire, and uh, 
as I stated, I'm not able to do everything I'd like to do as an elder, but I'm continuing to, to do as much as I can. And uh, that'll continue to be my focus, is to do everything I can for the Lord. And, uh, and uh, if this cancer's um, halting some of my ability to do those things, I'll, I'll do the best I can with that. Craig, um, Phil, I appreciate you sharing. Is there any, while you're here, is there anything else you want, you want your church to know? Um, any, anything else you'd like to impart with us? We're going to pray for you in a moment, but I just want to give you that opportunity while you're up here. No, I, I can't think of anything in particular. I, once again, I just thank you so much for your prayers. And you know, just once again, continue to pray that God would be most glorified to, to do a healing in my life. But as we continue to pray, and we should always pray in all things, it's, it's not my will, but his will be done. And so, and we're content with that. Kathy and I and the girls are content with whatever his will is for my life. So that's the main thing we want is for God to be glorified regardless of what the circumstances are and what he may uh, in the end call for me. Um, just we want to glorify his name. He's great and mighty and certainly worthy of our praise. Thank you, brother. Well, um, I'm going to ask the elders to come up and pray for you in a moment. But, but before the, uh, you guys come, brother, I, I just want you to know that uh, you are a You're a dear brother to me. Um, I think you're an, an amazing elder. Uh, but I think above all, you, you are an, an example of godliness to all who know you. And you've, you have made me a better pastor and a better father and a better husband and a better man of God. And I will always thank God for you. So. I love you, Stephen. So if the elders would, uh, would come on up here, uh, what we're going to do is, uh, that'd be great, thanks Craig. Um, we read in the book of James, in, in chapter 5 and verse 14, if anyone, anyone among you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins uh, to one another, and pray for one another, that you may be healed. And uh, this is a ministry that God gives to the elders of a church, that when, when someone is in, in great uh, sickness and illness, uh, it is appropriate to call for the elders. And the elders, uh, we do this occasionally, it's our great honor, it's one of our ministries that we do. We've done it a number of times for our brother Craig here. Um, to gather around and to lay on hands and to anoint with oil, as we'll do in just a moment, which just simply means nothing magical or mystical is going on here. It just simply means we're setting this one aside for God's special attention and then to uh, pray, pray for them, and pray that God will work in their lives. In particular, we see it's very clear that it's appropriate to pray for healing. See, Christ was a healer, most definitely. God's going to heal us all. One of the things, Craig, uh, I don't know if you said it this morning, but Craig is constantly testifying uh, he's going to get healed one way or another, right? God will heal him uh, in this life or the life to come. And so uh, we're going to pray for Craig. And uh, as we do, I'm going to ask Dave to, to do so. And you just join us in an attitude of prayer. Um, and before we do that, Craig, let me um, set you aside as James instructs us. Based upon the teaching of our Lord, I anoint you, my brother, in the name of the Father and of the Son. Of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray, please? 
Lord Jesus, we, we come before your throne this morning. On behalf of our, our brother, Craig, the loving husband to Kathy, the father to Chelsea and Celeste, a man who has served you faithfully and continues to serve you faithfully as an elder of this church, as a, a man who just leads by example. But Father, this morning we, we put him before you, not because of anything that he has done. We put him before you because of what you have done for each one of us and for him in particular. Father, even as the prophet Isaiah wrote many years ago, by your stripes we are healed. We have that confidence, we have that assurance of being completely healed by you. And so, Father, we all rejoice with Craig that he will experience ultimate healing that that will come, and we are confident of that. We place our hope in that. That is our assurance. But at the same time, Father, we live in, in earthly bodies, bodies that are, are plagued by all sorts of ailments and diseases, such as cancer, has overtaken Craig's body. And Father, we know that you are a God of miracles. A simple touch from you caused the blind to see. A simple touch caused the lame to walk. And Father, you have even, through your word, you have called forth Lazarus from the dead. So Father, you are a God of miracles. Here and now, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we lift up our brother. And we would ask, Lord, that you would provide a miracle in his body, in his flesh. Father, that you would remove this cancer from him. Whether it's through the, the trial programs that he's involved in, whether it's just a miraculous touch where he goes in and the doctors do a scan and they just look and say, we just don't understand, but there is no more cancer there. Father, would you glorify yourself again because of who you are? And Father, I do pray for my brother. I pray that your peace, the peace that passes all understanding, would continue to uplift him, that it would be upon Kathy as well and Chelsea and Celeste. Father, they, they're walking with you. They're trusting in you. And so, Father, we submit to your sovereignty, but at the same time, Father, we urgently request 
that you would heal this man. Father, be pleased to accomplish your purpose through him with each day that you give him here with us. And we give you the praise in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Church, do you appreciate Craig's testimony this morning? Thank you, Dad.